You know how I've always wanted to start a podcast? How's that? I've uh, seen the movie Fight Club. Yeah, I've seen that one. You know the part where he's like, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. And fights game pad. gentlemen and our one listener welcome to pen fights gamepad you are our number one fan that's right but anyway this is a very special episode because it is the first and second episode it is yes somehow um our expert audio engineer computer that sits sideways (laughs) decided that it was not going to actually record our last podcast so right we have a lost episode yeah never to be found no apparently it's in one million little bits on a computer yeah but and even some of those are missing but you know it was about 50 minutes uh in 10 second chunks over 200 or some hundreds of little files since it's in a million little pieces do you think we could get an oprah book of the month club it's worth a try uh it's probably going to be her favorite thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, crap. I think she retired. Maybe she has her own channel. No, yeah. Well, I think her channel was retired by people not watching it. Oh, uh, that makes sense. But anyways, as I said, we are Pen Fights <laughs> Gamepad, and I'm Donald Conrad of DidNotFinish.com. And I'm Dan Absalonson of DanDanTheArtMan.com. And... If you are wondering, yes, it is impossible to say his last name. And it's why my Twitter handle is DanDanTheArtMan, because no one would know how to spell or remember Absalonson. I mean, I really, really think that would be a sweet name in the next Lord of the Rings book. <laughs> it's like, I'll get on that. The great wizard Absalonson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't I fly that ring to the mountain? He could be a sepia-toned wizard. <laughs> a beige <laughs> but anyway we decided to come together to record a podcast about writing gaming fatherhood and being in trouble with our wives what okay <laughs> <laughs> you know it happens so quick pitch uh, my site did not finish.com with dashes between each word because complexity is the key to happiness is just a side about me trying to finish a bunch of games I have in a drawer going all the way back to the Sega Genesis era because I cannot bring myself to sell my used games. And for my readers, you may know Dan from when he hosted my TV memory about the X-Files, which I am still traumatized by, as the man who said, sexy hair. So, can you give us a sexy hair? That man had sexy hair. That is smooth, man. <laughs> Talking about Sawyer on Lost. Or me. Or, or yeah. Mm-hmm. 
My wife says I need a haircut. <laughs> uh, so I'm Dan, and my site, dandantheartman.com, is pretty much my journey as a writer. I podcast all of my short stories. You can go get a bunch of short stories for free, and you can also get them in any ebook format you could want for free. But anyways, I've got a bunch of free short stories. I blog about writing and what you know, review movies, review books I've been reading. Uh, but mostly, I it's a place for me to talk about the process of writing and you know, news about what what I'm working on. Uh, I, I'm almost done with a third draft of a novel, so pretty soon I'm gonna actually put a full length novel in front of other people's eyes. But uh, I am in uh, chapter twenty three of twenty eight. On the third draft, so it's almost done. Now, I have a question. Yes. I have those old Flintstone tablets, okay. and I can't get your books on them. Why? Well, that format went out of date, like, last year, I think. That's so 2011, man. It is running Windows Vista, so that explains it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> okay. For our listeners, I would like to point out, if you listen to one of Dan's stories while you're trying to do something productive, say, writing my website, don't listen to it while you're writing because you will get nothing done. I just, I sat there listening to your stories, thinking I probably should be writing because two in the morning is not good, (laughs) but, uh... Oh, thank you. No, really good stuff there, so... I advise you head over to dandantheartman.com. There's a really great write-up about the X-Files. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, That that one was was good. Who wrote that, by the way? Yes, deep-seated issues. (laughs) Deep, deep deep-seated issues. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we are a podcast just about who we are. Um, Probably should recap how we met it's nothing dramatic like at the peak of everest that would have been cool fighting yetis nope with staple guns yeah not us uh this is real life for what's the life of a dad like fathers out there this is how you meet new people children's birthday party (laughs) that's right uh we actually had met before the birthday party Mm -hmm. we were helping a friend move but when you're in a house moving situation, you're right. really not chatty. You're yeah. just thinking, it's hot. <laughs> I want to go home. This is heavy. <laughs> this is heavy. Why is the guy that we're helping moving watching us carry the heavy thing? <laughs> we, he's like, wow, that's heavy. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we met there. I mean, we chatted a little. Um, but then at the birthday party, found out that he is a mega dork and i'm like yeah (laughs) and he was like me too let's talk about it and yeah we just (laughs) we talked i guess a birthday party was going on the background yeah it involved kids drinking lots of sugar and that night putting those kids to bed was just a nightmare oh i hope you did not have the same experience uh, luckily, I don't think it was that bad, but we've had those nights for sure. So, but anyway, I got to talking, found out that he had a award-winning site, just like me. Yeah, that's right. Um, voted the most read by nobody. Yeah. And, uh, wow. So, found out a few things, 
he's writing a science fiction book that really, really piqued my interest because most people who are writing a science fiction book or movie or whatever have deep, deep roots in sci-fi. Dan does not. Yeah, I've always loved it, but I've really... You know, I've seen Star Wars. I loved the original trilogy. Watched them a million times, but I mostly read a lot of, like, classical literature, which has really good writing, but the stories are just really boring. And I was like, man, I just need to start reading some sci-fi. But, you know, I've really read a handful of science fiction books. So... And that is actually what is the most interesting about his book, because I want to see when he gets around to finishing it and letting me look at it early, because, hey, <laughs> um, I'd like to see what it's like to see the sci-fi universe from someone who doesn't have my background in sci-fi, which starts at a very, very young age with my dad showing us the original Star Trek and yeah, spun out of control since then. I've literally seen one Star Trek episode. I may just have to <laughs> return that hit uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, dude! Hey. Okay, maybe I deserve that. That's gonna sting. Oh, uh, you know what? That. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're. Well, I don't know if we're even. That the one I got off on you was a little worse than that yeah, one. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's gonna sting for a while. Good news: left eye is seeing color again. Oh, good, good. Um, but. Yeah, that is what interests me most about your book, is just seeing if those cliches in sci-fi, that you're not... They're not just kind of part of the background that's like, you know... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and see where it comes out, because if those cliches are there, they obviously are there for a reason, because (laughs) they just work in sci-fi. But Mm -hmm. um, as you said, you quite a ways in now almost done which yeah is exciting it is you make sure to tweet every time you finish a chapter which is <laughs> very helpful because i just i cannot wait to see this thing so oh um, man i'm excited yeah i mean you want to talk about uh, what well, you're on your third draft now yeah i wrote the book a couple years ago during something called NaNoWriMo uh i've written three like full length novels and one novella and like a shorter novel anyways uh it's a science fiction story i just wanted to write about the economy because back in 2008 i don't know if any of you remember this but we kind of had an economic meltdown or crash oh what yeah and i was like how can i write about that but way in the future in a sci-fi world i know what if the whole planets and the whole systems economy is so bad that this main character who's a stock trader has to get let go, he gets fired, and he can't find a job after searching for like six months. He's got amazing credentials, so he ends up trading his house that he has paid off for a spaceship. And some other people that want to retire are like, hey, the economy is so bad here, everything's crazy cheap. We could afford to live here, no problem. So they trade their house for a spaceship, go off into space, and, you know, he's not a pilot, so he has to hire a pilot who just happens to have recently got out of a really bad situation because he had a horrible captain. So then there might be some some excitement in the book. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I've like, watched lots of Star Wars. I've read mostly self-published authors podcasting their science fiction novels. Uh, 
So, you know, we'll see what I'm really influenced by. I'm really interested to see what Donald has to say because he's so ingrained in sci-fi and I just don't have that backlog of books I've read. I'm working on it, but so I'm like, dude, you can't do this. And, you know, the 90s, so-and-so, like, totally already wrote this story. You got to do some, tread a different path or whatever. I, I can't wait to see what everyone has to say, so. I'm going to go ahead and say that everything you write, Isaac Asimov already wrote. <laughs> because he has written about everything in the sci-fi world. But um, I do right now want to drop a little bit of knowledge on our listeners that should involve, if you're driving, pull over. If you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, stand up. <laughs> Dan has not seen Alien. It's true. And... Oh, when he, he told me this, we were standing there and... He almost dropped his child that he was holding. Maybe that is partially true. Okay, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> I just, I did not know how to process it. The movie that just terrifies me to this day to go into air vents, which is a reason I have not pursued an air vent repairman career, <laughs> but uh, just... We really, in this podcast, could start a section called Things Dan Hasn't Seen That yes. He Should See. Yep. So, we're actually going to put Alien on that list. Okay. You're going to watch it, come back. Um, I will bring the microphone under the table. <laughs> so, because being out in the open and exposed, you're just, you're going to feel vulnerable after you okay. see that. But, uh, okay. Yeah, very excited. You can continue driving now, stand up, sit down. But anyway, since we just met, it's obvious that we're going to be trading our works of art. And uh, mm -hmm. I actually gave you something I've been working on for quite some time. It's yeah. a, you just saw it for the first time. You got the digital version earlier. And is that not the most Frankenstein-looking thing? It's alive. You can pull that rubber band off. Um, what Dan is holding is it's about half the size of a sheet of paper, and it is over 400 pages long. I actually glued all the pages together. That's why they're a little stiff. Rubber banded them into a book cover made of duct tape. Don't spoil anything, Dan. <laughs> I know. I don't want some spoilers for myself. And uh, he's been reading it. Uh, every time I send this book to somebody, they promise me they'll read it. And it ends up with them not reading it and tell me that they're going to get around to it. But to my surprise, I asked him about it, and he actually knew something about something beyond the second page. Yeah, I got like 100 or so pages in, and... Man, he, Donald has like a definite style that you could just get from it. And uh, I've heard storytellers and writers say this a lot, but I, would, I don't want to call it like movie moments, but there's moments on like some of the panels in his graphic novel where I'm just like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Like just, I don't know, he captures moments like the, uh, the angle of the drawing or just, you know, how the action goes. Um, it's just really good. And and I also like how it's it's very dark, but then he'll also throw some comedy in there. And so you're like, did that just 
oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you start laughing because witty little punchline thrown in there and you're like, oh man, laughing out loud. And then the next page you're like, what? Did that just happen? Yeah. Um, I may have issues. <laughs> I've actually discovered from writing this book. It was very interesting writing this book. Um, I actually wrote it on lunch breaks at where I was working to avoid human contact. <laughs> I'm not terribly good at this. So, you know, the most logical thing to do is start a podcast where people can judge you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wrote it, and yeah, it was actually very therapeutic, and by the end of it, it was effortless. I mean, it was almost just writing itself, and by the last panel, I will never forget drawing that, because, spoiler alert, the final joke is there. Awesome. It's probably the least dark joke in the entire book, (laughs) just because... Everything is, and in air quotes, wrapped up. That's good. Because I just showed Dan the start of the second book. <laughs> so I had no idea until just now that there was a second book. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And um, actually, it's a five-part series, and there's moments in the first one where it'll tie into the other ones, and it's just, it all... F- or actually four books happen at the exact same time. Oh, that's cool. So everything you're happening will coincide with another event, and they're not even intertwined. It could be happening on the other side of the city. Sometimes they meet kind of passing ships in the night, and hmm. they just keep weaving in and out of each other's tail. But Wow, that's cool. I'm really glad you're reading it because I'm dying for some feedback. It's so hard be, to get feedback on anything. You're like, man, this is garbage. You should <laughs> burn it or give me the copy and I'll publish it. But, <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. I have some of the pages actually inked. Cool. Which, and... You know, finding people just to give feedback before I put it out there and someone's like, man, you're illiterate. (laughs) I'm illiterate. (laughs) No, I think you have a a gift for uh, writing and storytelling. Um, Yeah, I'm excited because, you know, I'm not even close to being halfway through it. So I'm, I guess, like a fourth of the way, roughly. Uh, So I'm excited for the epic scope of it and uh, to see how the story goes and, and what you do with everything. So, but... Without giving any spoilers, can you kind of tell me where you are? Uh, let's see. I I definitely remember there being two elevators and him using that to great glory to take out a bunch of dudes. And then I, I, I wish I could remember the chapter. I actually know where you are. I'm a little ways after the elevator part, though. Like after the next scene. Then he like goes to get something to eat or something like that. Yeah, I... I know exactly yeah. where you are. He actually eats a lot in the book. <laughs> it's there's a reason for it. Well, You'll see it later, but when you're throwing down, you get hungry. Yeah, you build up an appetite, killing lots of people. <laughs> yeah, and I did actually record in the back of that, and I can show you later how many people he shoots. Wow, I did actually. Every time he shot someone, I made a hatch mark <laughs> on a piece of paper, and it actually ended up bleeding into a whole nother piece of paper because there was wow. so many little 
mark. It's it's pretty ridiculous. It's more than five. <laughs> I can remember a panel with I think at least five dudes with bullets sailing through their domes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's early on before he. Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but don't get into it. All um, right. yeah, <laughs> five in one panel. That's nothing. <laughs> but uh, um, all right. You know, yeah. that just makes me want to read it more, so... Well, do go read it, and then be like, it's horrible. <laughs> um, anyway, one of the things on my site, you know, Dan's got his writing. Um, I actually play video games with the support of my wife, which there might be some of you out there right now who are saying, why are you so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, she actually... It's freaky. She pays really close attention to games I'm watching by visiting Amazon and actually just I tell her about games, even though I know she's not terribly interested unless it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game (laughs) where she can pick people up by their feet and beat other people with them. That sounds fun. It's we should all get together. It's four player. (laughs) It's really amazing. Um, But. Yeah, games I want will just appear on the coffee table. That's and I'm cool. like, hey, that's good. And then <laughs> I know not to ask about the next five bags that come through the house. <laughs> so it kind it's of works. give and take. Yeah, I see. But um, yeah, like I said, I have a huge catalog of bat games because I start them and then life happens and you don't finish them. And I sat down and I thought maybe I should finish some of these and chronicle it. And it's actually... I've had really great response to the site and anyone who's listening from did not finish right now. I want to thank you for first downloading this second staying with it this long and third for reading the site. Uh, it's been super great. Everyone who's emailed me to say, Hey, your review of that game is wrong (laughs) because it's a horrible game. I'm like, (laughs) thank you. Um, but yeah, so right now I am working on Call of Duty Classic on Xbox Ooh. Live Arcade. And I have played through all the modern Call of Duties from 1 all the way up to Modern Warfare 2. I have not delved into Black Ops or Modern Warfare 3 because I kind of burnt myself out all at once. But I'm now going back and <clears throat> I realize this is a PC game. That has no business on an Xbox. <laughs> because... One of those. Oh, they actually put a checkpoint system in. So, on the PC, when you get jammed up, you just reach up, you press quick save, mm-hmm. you try a bunch of times, and eventually you can sometimes get lucky and bowl through a situation. Yeah. I put this game down because I got stuck at this place where there's about 20 guys shooting at me. Oh, man. It checkpointed me Uh. with a sliver of health. Like, it is so small you can hardly see it. Can you go back to... No, when I go back, a door has magically shut behind me. So like I'm like a previous save point or anything? Yeah, well, when it checkpointed, they shut the door behind me. Oh, man. I'm like, come on. And I have... That's happened to me in games before. I have about 12 bullets. Oh, dude, I feel your pain. The amazing thing is I can get it down to one guy. But apparently he is not bothered with the laws (laughs) of physics or 
spatial relations because I swear I'm hiding behind a bulkhead on a Nazi destroyer and he is shooting me through it. So I don't know what kind oh, of gun he has. Man. I do know that I have called him names. <laughs> Luckily, the kids are in bed. because <laughs> Yeah, that sounds a little frustrating. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm going to have to... I, I'm afraid to go back because I've been burned on games before where I just go look at the menu and it deletes my checkpoint. Mm. And then I have to start. And the mission up to this point was so frustrating that I'm actually afraid to go back. And I, I hate those. It's the limitation of the engine is the problem. Yeah. Um, they tried to do something really grand, but the engine and game design was not ready for this situation. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of stairs, a lot of really tight corridors, as you imagine a battleship would have. And apparently... Your character is roughly the size of a Volkswagen bus. Because <laughs> I will get stuck trying to walk through a doorway. <laughs> like, I'll get stuck on the frame on either side, and then <laughs> a bad guy standing there, and you go to shoot him, and you unload an entire clip into his chest, and mm. he just brushes it off, pulls out his gun, and shoots you right between the eyes. But oh. um, I'm going to guess at this point, not good review. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds really frustrating. I've played games like that, and ah, uh, it's nothing worse than. Only thing you can do is like forget it exists, and then go back a year later or something, and just start over. A year and a half was my last save game before oh. this one, and <laughs> the minute it loaded. It all you were just like, came rushing back, and I was like, "No!" Was like, oh, I wish <laughs> while I was gone, you had played this part for me. Yeah, the heck. <sighs> but uh, I saw on your Twitter you are playing one of the greatest games ever made. Oh yes, my four-year-old and I have been playing The Lion King for the Super Nintendo because he's obsessed with The Lion King. He watches the movie all the time. He loves it. And one day I was like, oh man, because I just can't wait to play video games with my son. I think for one, I'll actually be able to play video games regularly when that happens. Uh, and two, I've just always dreamed about that. I've always wanted kids, a family, man, and I've always loved video games. I can't wait to play with my kids. And uh, so anyways, I was like, oh, he loves Lion King. Let's play, play it on the Super Nintendo because I have, let's go dust off the Super Nintendo I haven't pulled out in half a decade <laughs> And, man, he loves it. It's really hard, but if you go to the options screen and press B-A-R-R-Y, which kind of spells Barry, uh, you can get invincibility. So I just hook him up on the level, and you can skip to whatever level you want. So it's him and Scar slapping it out, and he just never dies, so he beats Scar. He needs me to help him jump to the different places, but, man, I forgot. That was a hard game. Isn't it nice that... On the old cartridge games, they always left the codes in for the debug, where you just, <laughs> you're invincible, go anywhere, have as many lives as you want, but yeah, I, I cannot wait to play games with my boys, but right now our oldest daughter, she's really into cars, mm -hmm. and I have Burnout Revenge, Cool. and when you crash your car, it explodes into roughly a million pieces. <laughs> 
And I'm getting a little worried about when she turns 16 because her main goal when playing Burnout is to run into other cars nose first and watch <laughs> the cars explode in slow motion. Sounds like fun. I mean, I don't know how legit <laughs> that is, but um, yeah, kids in video games are an interesting thing to watch mm-hmm. because uh, they don't... When I sit down and play, I'm like, I'm sitting down to play to beat it. They sit down to swing the Wii remote wildly and (laughs) attempt to throw it through my TV. (laughs) Yeah, the first game I successfully played with my son was the Wii bowling. And somehow he would just kind of like twist around in the air and swing it. And he did really well. I I thought he was getting lucky at first, but he kept... He kept bowling and doing pretty good. The Wii is not exactly accurate when it <laughs> comes to motion because I, the baseball game, the home run derby, mm-hmm. I can hit it endlessly sitting on my couch doing nothing more than flicking my wrist maybe yeah. half an inch and I just every time can destroy that ball. <laughs> so uh, my wife's actually very good at the bowling. Um, I cannot beat her. It's insane, and it drives me nuts because <laughs> I'm really good at games because yeah, what I do, but she will just sit there, and she talks the biggest smack while she's <laughs> doing it. I'm like, come on. Just rubbing it in. Let's play something with guns, and I will beat you. And she's <laughs> like, no, we're playing bowling. I'm like, oh, you're in charge. When we got the Wii, we had the balance board, and there's that game that you can play where you do the long jump on the skis, the ski jump. My wife wastes me because she was a gymnast so she has crazy good balance and i mean i used to skateboard all the time and snowboard but man she just takes me to town on that game my favorite part of that ski jump game is when i fall off the balance board and land on my face snowball in front of the tv and i'm like i can't do that oh i thought you meant you your character no your your me falls on his physically just oh ouch Because I overextend, I'm like, I have to beat her at something <laughs> on the freaking Wii. <laughs> but, uh, no. We once put our newborn daughter on that Wii balance board. Oh, how did that go? Fit. It nice. said she was obese. <laughs> and we're funny. like, wow, she is literally eight pounds. <laughs> That's strange. So we just put her on the South Beach diet real quick. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Video games. But anyway, segue. Nice. Um, yeah, it's professional. Um, I noticed. We have wives. Yes. And kids. And we're probably going to get into that every episode mm-hmm. or from time to time. Um, I have a, as I said before, a major nerd wife. She's cool with video games. Um, she loves watching the bizarreness that comes out of the internet. Um, <laughs> recently we watched, and I showed you, Russian mm-hmm. Unicorn. Oh, man. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, you are now laughing. And for those who don't, Google, Google it. Yeah, you will be heftily rewarded. Mm-hmm. She actually put the entire BadLipReading.com's YouTube channel on autoplay. And I fell asleep while we were watching it because... We have kids, and whenever you can sleep, you just pass out. That's oh, yeah. the best way. And when I woke up, she's 
shopping for the t-shirts for <laughs> us so we can wear matching Russian unicorn t-shirts. Um, just super cool. Best person I've ever met. But yeah, I love her to pieces and just really great mom. I don't know how she does it because... I know. Sometimes she goes out and says, can you watch the kids for 20 minutes? And <laughs> she comes back and, you know, I'm thinking maybe this would be easier if I drank this entire bottle of cooking wine. <laughs> She's like, that would probably kill you. I'm like, thank you for that. But uh, So, yeah. yeah. My wife's the same way, man. She's an incredible mom. Uh I have gray kids, and it's really because she's so good with them. We're uh, we're really lucky enough that she stays home with them, and uh, man, I just love it. She's uh, she doesn't really like the nerdy stuff so much, but she also really likes thrillers and action movies. So I don't have to really watch a bunch of chick flicks, which is pretty nice. Uh, you know, we watch romantic comedies every once in a while, but don't tell anyone. I kind of like those, but I'm a softie, anyways. I really like movies with brutal fighting, but I also sometimes can be found crying watching Extreme Home Makeover. So, but you didn't hear that. Hopefully, I'm just, I, I think it helps me with writing my stories and connecting with the emotions of the characters I'm writing. But anyways, uh, my wife, she's my hero. I don't know how she does it either. Um, the first time she ever left me with all the kids for a weekend, she's a gymnastics coach. Uh, she gets back, and lucky for me, the kids were, like, really good. And I was like, oh, man, that that wasn't too bad. Uh, but the house was trashed, like, because I was just surviving by just trying to take care of the kids, like, feeding them, changing them, all that stuff. You know, when I get home, she's, like, spent an hour cleaning, doing dishes and stuff. And I'm like, man. Anyway, it's funny, but. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. She's an amazing mom, and I, I just love her to death. Yeah. I have a question. When she got home, was Jeff Probst hosting your life since you said it was like Survivor? Uh, no. Because, <laughs> man. It was just me. How embarrassing would it be if your kids got together and voted you off the house? Oh, just... I'd be like... You're not going to get grilled cheese sandwiches or macaroni for dinner again because that's all I can make. <laughs> I can make cereal. I've actually been asked by my wife to not cook anything more than cereal. <laughs> um, she says I'm very good at grilling from what I've been told, but anything with pots go. and pans, I'm not <laughs> supposed to touch. Yeah, I can make pancakes, French toast, scrambled eggs. And that's about it. She makes... She's Southern, so she makes a Southern style of cool. pancake. Oh. Oh, you can hear your arteries like, <laughs> But, oh, they're so oh, I bet good. good. Speaking of arteries, they're kind of shaped like swords. And I was emailing you about a game that has to do with swords. Dude, that was the best segue Whoa. ever on any podcast that, ever. You just... Blew my mind two or What's three times. Now? Hey, guess what? We're <laughs> going to talk about a game with swords. Um, yeah, you sent me this guy's Kickstarter, which... Yeah. I'm still waiting for the first Kickstarter from Double Fine to pan out to see how happy people <laughs> are when they're like, this game sucks! <laughs> but actually with Tim Schafer, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But 
Yeah, Kickstarter is the newest phenomenon in games being published by the people who want to play them before they're even created, which it's a double-edged sword. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> oh, man. I think that may have been better than my segue. But, uh, Dang it. Just sometimes there's a reason a publisher passes on a game because they get pitched the idea and they're like, this can't possibly be good in any way. <laughs> um, I am happy Wasteland 2 made its money on Kickstarter because Wasteland was one of the very first RPGs I ever played. Yeah. And it led into Fallout. And I'm really a huge fan of the apocalypse because I want to wear a long leather coat and have a shotgun. <laughs> and when people are like, hey, give me your food, I'll be like, bam! <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, anyway, circling back, this game called Clang. The guy says he's a professional swordsman, which I don't know how you become professional because we haven't used swords in combat for quite a while. And if you run onto a modern battlefield with a sword, you're going to get shot in the face. So this guy has a problem with plastic triggers and pounding keys on keyboards to cause sword fighting in games. He wants to create... Well, didn't he say he has a sword... Or, a device you can buy that simulates sword fighting. I think so. Which I saw on their site that they favor a certain controller right now, but they're not sure if they're going to stick with it. Yeah, I don't know. He's halfway to his goal of $500,000. I wish him luck. I really do. I'm not putting any money in it, but uh, I wish him luck because I believe the game he's very frustrated with is Skyrim which I love Skyrim to pieces. If you read my review, the one falling down was the combat. It is garbage. Hmm. But as bad as that combat is, the rest of the game just makes up for it with brilliant storytelling, great pacing. You know, when you're standing on top of a mountain looking down into a fog-covered valley with a dragon bearing down on you, you're like, this is what gaming's about. But, um... From what I've read, he wants to make a sweeping epic where it's one-on-one -on -one sword combat yeah. mixed with him writing short stories on the side. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, the beginning of it, I was like, well, this is funny. Like, this is well made. I'm going to keep watching this. Uh, and he's a writer. Um, you know, he's written lots of uh, fiction. and But then he was going on about how uh, they weren't really going to have much character development or story because they just wanted to get the sword play down really good so yeah it's like a fighting game uh but then he said we we write stuff like that for a living so maybe we'll put that in later i don't know i'm interested to see where it goes but so my question was when i read that was is he gonna write a book and you'll be reading along and then it's like now go to your pc and load sword fight 45 if you win the sword fight, Choose your own continue reading, and you're like, what? <laughs> I think he just meant, like, they're really going to focus on trying to get the sword play to be what they want it to be, and then maybe that they could, I don't know, put story in later, but yeah, I don't know. My overall problem with this project is it's not his project, it's motion control projects. Um, 
I believe motion control was never asked for. <laughs> I don't think it was ever wanted. I've used the Connect a few times, and mostly it's to set up Fruit Ninja for my daughter, mm-hmm. which is so hard to set up because she will not stop moving, <laughs> and she keeps hitting the options. And But I work, you know, 8 to 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I come home. What I want to do after the kids is in bed is flop down on my couch, pick up a control, and play a game. I don't want to say, hey, you know what would be great at the end of the day? Aerobics! <laughs> <laughs> so, when you play Connect, you're dancing around in front of your TV, getting tired. Why? I think it's cool for, like, a different market, but like you said, you know, we're gamers. We grew up with controllers in our hands. The first time I tried to play a first-person shooter with the Wii, where, you know, I use motion control to aim where my gun is supposed to aim on the game, it drove me nuts. And my friend said, you know, once you get used to it, it's pretty cool, but I just wanted a controller again, so I could just run around, strafe, you know, just use the trigger button. That's cool enough for me to shoot a gun with a trigger button. I've actually heard that argument quite a few times. Once you get used to it, it's good. But I could say once you get used to getting kicked in the crotch, it <laughs> stops hurting. I don't want to actually get through, go through the process of until it stops hurting because I had to get kicked in the crotch a bunch for that to right. happen. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just old and crotchy. I'm like, get off my lawn. But uh, <laughs> get your motion control out of my games. <laughs> And uh, now I see they're just using the Kinect for voice commands in games with controls. Oh. So you can yell at your TV, fireball, and it shoots a fireball instead of, you know, hitting that button that's an inch and a half from your finger. Oh, I don't want to move my thumb. <laughs> I mean, and from what I've used of the voice command in games, your character's like, what? What, what did you say? There's a kid <laughs> screaming in the background. <laughs> right. Oh, you want me to shoot you? <laughs> Maybe if we were in our parents' basement still at the age of well, around 30, that would work. But, yeah. If you're in your parents' basement at the age of 30 and you're listening to this, you are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your friends about the podcast. Yeah. We really understand your want to live in a basement closed off from society Girls are icky. <laughs> That's not true. Um, guys are actually pretty gross. <laughs> now that is true. I've been told. And I'm <laughs> like, you are wrong. But um, um, yeah, just not a motion control guy. Um, unless it's the holodeck from Star Trek. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so best of luck to him. The project is Clang. You can look it up on Kickstarter. It's a pretty funny video, maybe, at least, to watch. Maybe it is something for you. Um, there you go. Yeah. you like it, give him money, and then pray for the best. <laughs> um, I've heard some horror stories from Kickstarter. People promising too many perks, and mm-hmm. they end up spending most of their Kickstarter money to produce the perks. Oh, that's horrible. They're back to square yeah. one where they need the money, but uh, yeah, I just right now started a Kickstarter for this podcast. Oh, really? We're trying to raise five dollars. <laughs> I doubt we'll get it. <laughs> oh man, I was really hoping for some bubble gum. Yeah, 
But chewing gum while podcasting is not uh, wise. Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Um. Anyway, um, I did just post my review for Alien Hominid. Um, if you have not played Alien Hominid, why? If you have, high five. And uh, <laughs> yeah, go read it. And then until Thursday, and depending on when you download this, that might not matter, uh, which will be the 14th of this month, you can get it for $5. It's a, it's a steal. And if you were raised in the arcades like I was, just giving up your quarters to the gods that <laughs> occupied those cabinets, this game is for you. It is old school, just bullets flying at you from every direction, things exploding, so much fun. Um, my wife really liked watching me play it because it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Just That's cool. Gone over the top violent. <laughs> And uh, it's very good sense of humor. Um, big nod to the guys at the Behemoth for that game. Also, big nod to them for retweeting when I said I reviewed it. Nice. So that actually was quite the site booster. Cool. <laughs> so I saw some pretty awesome numbers today. But uh, That's great. If you want, you can email me at donald at didnotfinish.com and be like, this was the worst podcast I ever heard. Make more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, where can they find uh, you? You guys can find me on Twitter at DanDanTheArtMan. And uh, you can shoot me an email at D-A-N-A-B-S-O at Hotmail.com. And, um, yeah, I've got a pretty recent short story recorded up on there. It's like just a pretty short so you can get a little taste and get a full story but in not very much time just a very short thriller and then uh one thing i'm really excited about is a couple wednesdays from now i'm gonna go on the round table podcast and one of my favorite authors is dan wells who's published by tor and one of the co-hosts of the writing excuses podcast my very favorite podcast for getting tips on writing it's only 15 minutes long and they just have a wealth of knowledge to draw from if you're a writer, you got to go listen to it. Anyways, Dan Wells is going to be on there, and it's pretty much the two co-hosts and a guest author talk about my story idea. And I have a story idea about near-future apocalypse. Uh, everyone thinks that it, the zombies have come, but they're actually robots. And uh, it's a whole government conspiracy anyways. So I'm really excited about that. You can check out more about that at roundtablepodcast.com. And I'm at dandandtheartman.com because Absalonson is a cool name, but it's too long and too hard to spell. The wizard Absalonson. The wizard. Um, you can find me at conmaned on Twitter, C-O-N-M-A-N-E-D. Um, it's a long story. It's my name. Yeah, where did that come from? Well, my last, my last name's Conrad. Right. So there's this con, and I'm a man. And my middle name this is Edward. Is so, oh, cool. Con man Ed. Most people think I'm a con man. That's great. And you don't have a bunch of uh, numbers at the end of your Twitter handle. So, yeah, that. I always was like, glad that that didn't happen to me. Oh, hi, Bob47281176. <laughs> oh, you. Sorry, I got you confused with Bob426593. You have so many numbers in your name. All I have is 
three letters <laughs> for the rest of this tweet. Your computer bothers me. Steam is sitting right there. Yeah. And I just want to click it because <laughs> whenever I see Steam, I'm like, ooh, Torchlight. Yeah. We, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, like distractions when you should be writing and, oh, man, trying to write when you don't have any time because you have an awesome family and beautiful kids you want to play with. But you, when you finally do have some time to write, you're exhausted. So you write by talking into your phone and transcribing it later because you have a long commute, you know, stuff like that. I actually have the habit of writing at about 2 a.m., and then dragging myself to bed. But <laughs> one of the great parts about my site is I'm like, oh, man, I have to play video games to write. Dang it. I'm like, oh, who planned this out? <laughs> Cruel fate. <laughs> you guys should check out his site, too. He's it's pretty funny posts. I, I've been enjoying, you know, catching up on the original posts and working my way through them. So. As, uh, I went a little nuts at the beginning and tried to post every day. I was thinking, is he going to keep this up? This is kind of crazy. And actually, it it kept up for about eight months. And wow. then I was like, something has to give. And uh, I started looking at bradhatesgames.wordpress.com. Um, Brad Lawrence, just really nice guy. He actually guest writes on my site every Friday. We do oh, cool. this fake little written podcast where we just poke fun at the news we don't really add anything to society with it but <laughs> it's a super funny guy loves games but i just noticed that he posted three times a week and i was like that's pretty regular i'm doing that and so my finishing journal has been an ongoing thing and i interrupted every once in a while when i you know need to spew my endless knowledge of the world upon the <laughs> world and um but yeah, just I'm super glad for everyone who's read it, who's listening to this. Um, yeah, we, thank you. We hope you come back. Um, go visit Dan's site because it is a good site. The first thing I read on your site was the review of The Bow. And oh, I was man. like, I want to shake this man's hand <laughs> because I watched that movie with my wife. And I was sitting there just thinking, did the trailer lie? Because Seriously. And then I read his thing, and I was like, oh, there is more people in the world who's like, this movie is so bad, they had to lie in the trailer. Yeah, and I was kind of enjoying it, but man, they just, you know, you do not make a promise to your reader, and then just don't even go there. Like, they're like, oh, we're finally going to see what we've been waiting to see the whole movie. Oh, wait, why are the credits rolling? It's over. What? Yeah, I was like... They got around to the story, and then it just... Uh, and then they show the guy and the girl at the end. And spoiler alert, he does not look like kind of shady <laughs> or whatever. I thought it was kind of uh, not cool how they didn't even say the people's names. Maybe the people didn't want to be named, but it was like... Uh, the real people behind the story, like it didn't have their name or anything. It showed their picture, but you're like, oh, okay. I'm well, just... Maybe they're the names of the characters of the movie, I don't know. I'm just really glad that if there's ever a movie about my life, I look exactly like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got that whole, you know, Bruce Willis, <laughs> diehard look going. <laughs> hey, guess what? Hashtag lie. Um, oh, snap. <laughs> uh, burned ourselves. But anyway, S- ooh, thank you for uh, downloading this podcast. Yes. 
Um, maybe if there's enough downloads and we keep doing it, we'll actually figure out how to make it subscribable on, you know, those. I can take care of that. Fancy. I'll get it in iTunes. Oh, whoa. We'll be on iTunes. Oh, that yeah. means we'll be on iPhones. And thank you, everyone, on your iPhone for visiting my site because apparently everyone who visits my site is on an iPhone, which I think makes me cool. Uh, yeah. Nice. Cool people Dude, have iPhones. When you meet new people, you should tell that to them. I'll be like, they would be impressed. iPhone people, re- like, especially people in Starbucks hey, who are writing their script. I have an iPhone. <laughs> Just <laughs> maybe I could visit your site. You uh, maybe you could. I'd be like, uh, do you have an iPhone four? <laughs> Dude, do you have Siri? Oh, come on. I talked to Siri once. She's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Something else we could get into. I actually prefer Blackberries. The OS is nothing like an iPhone or a Droid, but I can write like the Dickens on that little physical keyboard, and I pretty much use it as my uh, to write with. So, ah, sorry, it's habit when someone says physical keyboard. Okay, I have a Windows phone. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly the reaction I get. People are like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, they promised the future, and remember <laughs> and when then I, I got this? <laughs> said that thing about getting kicked in the crotch enough until it stops hurting. Yes, my contract is up soon, so the hurting will stop. Oh, good. So, all right. Well, just the worst outro ever. <laughs> what you should do is just edit some guitars in, and yeah, yeah, I'll fade this out with some cool music. We still have to find music. We are professionals, people. <laughs> Uh, for now, you can find this podcast at my site, dandandtheartman.com, and at Donald's site, did-not-finish.com. But eventually, I'll get uh, a uh, feed going so I can put it up to iTunes, and you know maybe we'll have a dedicated site for it. But until then, check it out at those sites. I'm Dan. I'm Donald. And this is Pen versus Fights. Game pad. Thumb war. What? (laughs) (laughs) Pen fights game pad. Pen fights game pad. And there's a cool drawing that goes with us. Yes. So, alright. Be good, humans. Thanks, guys. Music used by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non Commercial, No Derivative Works. 3.0 international license.